0: been led by a leader that they seem to have their own agenda in their mind they forget what it was like to be led by somebody else they forget what it was like to have somebody pointing at them constantly accusing them constantly redirecting them constantly but not necessarily in a good way just exerting their leadership to prove that they have leadership if you've ever worked for anybody like that you might appreciate the conversation we're going to have today about leaders leading by the idea of the golden rule. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and it's it's not an uncommon thing to see a leader who, who gets promoted from the bottom up. Maybe they've been a great salesperson. And as a salesperson, they've broken all the records. They've, they've accomplished all of the goals. They've, they've set new standards for what it means to be a great salesperson. And then they get promoted to sales manager. And as a sales manager, they expect that the things that made them successful is the only way to be successful and so all of their idiosyncrasies, all of their ways of doing things, all of their nature, you know I make 65 phone calls a day and, and I, you know I knock on 150 dollars a week, and I, I write my notes in a little yellow moleskin book. And, and if you don't use the same yellow moleskin book, you cannot be successful. I mean, maybe you haven't worked in sales, but you've been under the leadership of someone else who sees their opportunity to lead as proof positive that they have done all the right things and there is no other way to do it. If you want the success they have, you have to do it their way. Or maybe you've lived under the leader who really feels like everything that I do is perfect because I have the title leader. They wouldn't have made me the leader if I wasn't already all that in a bag of chips. And maybe you've worked with that leader who feels like they've got to dictate to you how to live and breathe and just, just to be. You can't even be a good person unless you're doing it the way the leader wants. But I always wanna ask the question of that leader, what if the person leading you treated you the way you're treating me? Or The old golden rule that we were taught in, in kindergarten, do to others the way you want them to do to you. you. You want people to be nice to you, be nice to them. You want them to be considerate of your feelings, Be considerate of their feelings. You want them to consider the ideas that you have as possibly viable, that that they would at least hear you out and think, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you have a new idea. Maybe you have a good idea. I mean, where would we be in the world if we had completely abandoned innovation because, well, all the good ideas have already been had. Those who are already in leadership of some capacity, they've already figured all this out. All we need to do is exactly what they tell us to. Uh, How many new inventions would we have today if that were the case? But we know that it's not. We've had over 200 years of consistently improving our medical practices, consistently improving the way we create and use energy, consistently improving the way that we educate, that we communicate. I mean, how many different cell phones have you had since the mobile wireless phone was available? Just let that sink in for a minute because, see, that. That's a leadership issue. If we don't give people the room to to stretch their mind, to grow their ideas, to to try new things, even if it's risky, to, to attempt to do what has never been done before, then we'll never have a Star Trek, to go where no man has ever gone, but we'll never have new ideas. But see, we also have to understand that just because an idea is new doesn't mean it's good. There are a lot of new ideas that come along, Frankly, because someone has a a selfish notion, they've found a way to make money. And they've got to get enough people to kind of go along with them to make enough money at it. They've got to, well, Steve Jobs said it really well. Steve Jobs said, when I invented the iPod, nobody wanted one. When I invented the iPhone, nobody wanted one. What he's not saying is that there wasn't a desire to have the phone after everybody saw what it was capable of, or the iPod after everyone saw what it was capable of. What he's saying is he invented something that no one had a need for to begin with. No one knew how much they needed it, or what it would create in the economy, or what opportunity it was to create. Now think for a moment, if you have a cell phone, regardless of which one it is, how many jobs were created in the manufacture of that cell phone? in the selling of that cell phone, in the maintaining of the phone lines, in the putting up of the antennas, in the application of customer service. Think how many people's lives are better because they had a cell phone to call 911 after an accident or after a heart attack or after a a fatal collision. All of these are opportunities that didn't exist before Steve Jobs said, I'm going to give the public something they don't want, or at least they don't yet know they want. Now, what if... What if leaders around the world had looked at that idea and said, well, it wasn't my idea. It must be bad. Or I haven't figured out how I'm personally going to make any money at it, so I'm going to dismiss it. Leaders on a regular basis have a tendency to kind of close in what we would call the walled garden. They want the world to operate the only way they want the world to operate. They want people to participate only within their parameters. And they will control and they will cajole and they will intimidate and push people until they perform exactly the way the leader expects them to. You'll do what I tell you to, or there will be consequences. And sometimes we see that when the leader doesn't have the authority to cause the consequences, when you don't comply with what they tell you to, then they will often go around the process and say, well, I don't really have the authority to do that, but I can put on pressure from this side. Either you'll comply here, or maybe it'll be the unions, or, or maybe it'll be competitors, or, or maybe I'll get you on a trademark issue, or maybe I'll get you in court over something that you said that really didn't have anything to do with our issue, but at least it's some way that I can get you out of my way. I can stop you from doing what you're doing successfully. That is a threat to me. See, all we ask of leaders is that they be a, a modicum of human, right? We ask that our leaders would be compassionate about the ideas that we have, about the needs that we have in our life, that they understand that not everybody can do things exactly the same way they do them. It's not just about method and style and habits and traditions, but it's about individualities. See, individuality is where our nation, America, has become very successful. The idea of saying, You do your thing, you do it your way, you do it the way you want to, as long as it's within the bounds of the law and not harming somebody else and, you know, stretch your capacity as far as you can do it individually, any way you want to, no one cares, as long as you mind that you are not harming somebody else, and you're not breaking the law. Now, the sad thing is when we have leaders who say, well, I'm going to create a new law, because what you're doing is so successful, but I want the success or I want to claim victory for the success and i want the income for it and so they create new laws to be able to hem in individual success tax and spend policies tend to do that policies about regulations that regulate how you do your business or when you do your business or where you do your business or who you do your business with most of those have little to do with the good of the public or even the good of the country they have to do with manipulating the law to the benefit of an individual. A good example would be some of the things that we see in pharma. Big Pharma has tendencies to protect itself by bringing people in from pharmacy into the FDA or from pharmacy into the CDC or from pharmacy in the legislature so that they have a vested interest in making sure that this particular pill or this particular brand of medicine is very successful. Well, by ruling out the generics or bad-mouthing the competition in the media or in a legal way. And they just make sure that whatever it is that they're vested in the most is successful. That's not the way we want to be led. Not in our local sales office, not in the local regional or, or corporate headquarters, and not in our government. We want to be led by people who understand what we're going through, who have made the same effort and done the hard work just like we are the people who show up every day and work the grind to become successful. We want to be led by people who understand what it's like to work for a living. And I believe that the golden rule would apply very well if we simply asked ourselves as leaders, how would I want to be led? And do I lead the way I would want to be led? With compassion, with wide open parameters to stay within the bounds of the law, but to to try anything that you want to. I believe that if we learn to lead that way, if we learn to find leaders that lead that way, that we'll see a lot greater success across the board in our society, in our education, in our government, in our businesses, even in our world relationships. If we lead others around the world the way that we want to be led, I think we'll find a much greater success in the way that we lead. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.